NFR Extra follows all your favorite cowboys, interviews legends of rodeo, and talks to the best of country music. Follow Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Godert every week as they delve deep into the stories behind the road to gold in Vegas at the National Finals Rodeo. It's revealing, comedic, and sometimes emotional. Find it on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. all these old videos you don't look at the football players look at the rodeo cowboys that that did it for the love of the sport you know make make just enough to to break even at the end of the year but just doing it because of the love you know and the in the drive and the and the adrenaline rush you know it's you know not only did i love to win i love to i love to entertain you know i love to, to get the fans interacting you know when they played my song when i rode in the box you know I could feel the crowd energy just go all through my body. You know what I mean? And then, and so naturally, you know, I, I'm wanting them on the edge of their seats. I'm wanting them to, I want them to, you know, whatever their ticket costs. I'm that one run out of all the runs of everybody that night. I want them to get every ounce of their money's worth. You know what I'm saying? It, that that was my goal every every night. I was needing to be a little safe. I just couldn't be that guy, you know. I wanted to blast the roof off that place every time I nodded my head. NFR Extra, Episode 109. We get our money's worth with Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame Cowboy, Cody Ohl, on NFR Extra. Cody is about as cowboy as they come. His career accomplishments speak for themselves as he takes us from past to present with his dynamic career and even lessons for young cowboys to hear. Payphone days. Let's talk about payphones, Envy. Can you imagine? Let's put this in perspective. How did they get the sports news magazine? It was just like whatever cowboy lived close. Like, how were they getting it? Was it distributed at pro rodeos? These are questions I have that I don't actually know. But so I'll, I'll add to this, right? I, I I grew up a skateboarder, competed, and we had right. Thrasher, Thrasher magazine at the time, and. You either had to have it delivered to your house or you'd have to go to a niche, which is called shop, right? That sold those products, skateboarding products to get that magazine. That was it. I mean, otherwise, yeah, you weren't hopping on a phone and checking stuff, you know, in the middle of the park or whatever it was. So, I mean, like you had to find those things. And I would imagine no different than the rodeo industry for any industry back then. Those magazines were powerful, right? And how'd you have to get them and... Well, you had to use them. I mean, even still today, like the business like portion of the sports news journal, like it still has your entries. Like it still has your call dates, your trades, like everything is still listed in this magazine to this day. So, so they're still doing the same business they've done since day one, right? Yes, but you can access more of the information online. I mean, so many of these rodeos now have their own website. You know, you can look at it a little closer to see the breakdown you have more options there but i'm talking the fact that these guys you you would have to travel accordingly to be able to pull over at a gas station that has a payphone you hope there's more than one if there's more than one of you making this call because yeah i don't know it's just crazy to me like i know like i when i was rodeoing you schedule out like when you need to leave 
because you have this many hours, this is when you pull over, this is when you need fuel. Like you can map out everything now with your little Google map, right? Yeah, it's all done. Like you think of these guys just driving down the road, no phone to Google where the next rodeo ground is, here's your address, it's off this road. Call me yeah. crazy, but this little blonde would not have survived 40 years ago with no map. So it's funny you bring that up. I was literally watching, um, just recently watching um, Wolf on Wall Street, and there's a, there's a scene in there where DiCaprio has to go and use a payphone away from his house because his house is being tapped, and there's right. multiple payphones there. And I just, it was interesting when he did that. I'm like, oh my God, that, yeah, that, that used to be... I grew up at that time. Like I was just thinking, like, oh, like how far away that seems now. That that you physically had to go to something to communicate to someone else through a physical line, right? The, mind you, you got to remember how that worked too. It was all physical, so those lines were attached to other lines on whether they be through the ground or through on poles up in the air, and going back to another area and plugging there. And so, anyways, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's the, the physical world that we lived in back then is so not today, and. Um, yeah, I, to, I, I couldn't imagine that where you'd have to be on point to call people. First of all, you got to be prepared with all your, right, all your numbers and calling. Yeah, you have your, like, you still give them your ID number when you call in, like your little PRCA card. So, okay, wait, you, you'd have to, okay, so even back then today, you got to call PRCA and that's where this whole connection piece, right, for your Procom. And that's the connection piece for you as an athlete with your PRCA card and how that connects and then goes on to the Yep. And then like trades have certain times. So like if he drew up the first time in the slack and he had another rodeo where he had to be there by this time. So he needed to be in the perf the night before. Like you have to find out who was in the perf before. Get in, get a hold of them. Ask if they will trade with you. Like unless like Facebook now, like some they have like trade pages where like a lot of contestants. I only like see the barrel racer ones, but like they just say, hey, I need a trade on this night to be this. And then a lot of times the girls will like reach out and be like, hey, I'm on up this night and this night. I can trade if that works for you. But like before, you got to think about the fact like they not only had to figure out when they were up, then they had to figure out who else was up. You probably had a little booklet of telephone numbers and hope that, you know, so-and-so has the number because if not, you're calling someone else's mom to see like like he was talking about calling the parents of people be like hey is he here like i need to trade with him yeah, that's... so if you didn't have the contact because some rookie entered and drew up in the perf like yeah then you're going through phone calls of who might know him like i, I don't know that's just it's crazy to think how much more complicated it really probably was than well, be able seemed, to be successful. It seemed like it was, right? But back then, that's all that you were dealing that with. That was simple. You only yeah. knew that. Exactly. You know what's crazy, though, when you think about Cody's career? So he went from 94, Rookie of the Year, and then going to the new millennium. So he went from the physical to the... He was one of the Cowboys that definitely went from physical to digital um, and dealing with what you're saying here is pro-com and things like that. That's... Uh, wow, man. Jeez. Oh, Think about those that were competing in multiple events. Like he ran the all around and you know, he was too, but those that were competing in multiple events, trying to get set up to go rodeo and make sure you had all the right night, like your preferences were correct. And I mean, that's why they say truly rodeo, you know, it takes a family and it takes a village to make it happen because it's not easy to navigate, to plan, 
keep all the horses together. I mean, get the horses to the right place, camp out, stay there. The lifestyle. A Western lifestyle. Pay a lot of money to live like carnies. Living, traveling. Enjoy our conversation with Cody Old on NFR Extra. Finding your custom NFR experience in Las Vegas just got a lot easier. New This Year is a resource that links you to every hotel offer. At nfrexperience.com forward slash stay your way, you can shop for the hotel that best fits your plans. Everything is there. Information on viewing parties, concerts, price, transportation, location, and so much more. All in one place. Go to nfrexperience.com forward slash stay your way. One Vegas. Stay your way. Hey y'all, I'm Cody Johnson, and you're joining us right here on NFR Extra. Cody Ole has long been considered one of the all-time top ropers in the storied history of pro rodeo. After winning the 1994 PRCA Overall Rookie of the Year, the Texas Cowboy collected six world champion buckles. He also qualified for the Wrangler NFR 20 times, while making the Clem McSpadden National Final Steer Roping three times. Ole's most memorable run came in a round at the 2003 Wrangler NFR when he clocked in when he clocked a time of 6.5 seconds, tying for the third fastest time ever witnessed in pro rodeo. Along with many NFR records, his $3.5 million in career earnings is second only to the great Trevor Brazil in total money won in pro rodeo competition. As cowboy as ever. Cody Ol, welcome to NFR Extra. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, uh, I'm doing as good as I possibly can at the time. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's been a rough rough go for me the last few months, but uh, uh, everything's looking up and uh, just you know taking day for day for me. We've been looking forward to get you on here. We've we've gotten to talk to a lot of. You know, there's champions in the NFR, but then there's multiple champions, folks with a lot of gold buckles, and, and you're clearly one of them. And, you know, the stories you guys have been through and all the stuff that you've experienced from when you were a teenager or even a little toddler to where you're at today, um, you're, you're a big part of this rodeo Bible that is uh, constantly being created. Oh, I appreciate it. Besides the NFR, which clearly you got plenty of gold buckles there, is there one rodeo championship that jumps out at you that just is just a great memory? Uh, yeah, you know, like you mentioned, like Cheyenne, uh, you know, that, that rodeo, you know, it's so different nowadays as than it was back when, when I won, I won it three times in the calf roping and, you know, it, it was, a uh, we were breaking it down the other day, you know, the, the cattle there were so big and, and so, you know, explosive, which if you really want to know the truth, you know, uh. And then when it come down to the finals time, they, they would take the, the two animals that each contestant, you know, competed on and stick back in the draw. And then that's what you drew at for the finals, you know. So, you know, I, I can remember, you know, the two of the years that I won it uh, was still this, that same old-fashioned. And, you know, one one time I won it, I was down by the, you know, second or third bucking shoot in the short go, you know, <laughs> running wide, you know, Mach 5, running, you know, wide open down through there. And, 
and got the win for the rodeo, you know. And then another year, I, I actually had to – I rode three different horses, my own two, but two different ones in the first and second round. They were both kind of kind of struggling with a little bit of soreness and injury a little bit. And so I swapped, rode one, rode another. And then when I – time I got to the short go, uh, I had to borrow a horse, and I borrowed uh, a great horse of Herbert Terrio's. And – I actually ran that calf past the camera pit down there, which, you know, people that are familiar with Cheyenne, that's, you know, that's, that's over halfway the length of that arena, you know, and, you know, those, those runs I made on those two calves, you know, are just, you know, running a horse. It's like roping a calf in in an open pasture, you know, and uh, those two runs were just unreal you know, and to get the championship still and be that far down the arena, you know, you, you know, the, how hard the, the Cavs were and, you know, the difficulty of, of winning that championship. Is, is there any that like with the, I mean, obviously Cheyenne's like one of those, just the classic, you know, for, for any young buck growing up, that's, that's one besides the NFR that just really is very symbolic of rodeo. Right. You're talking about there's some guys that have been there 15, 20 years and hadn't even, you know, beat the time whistle. You know what I mean? Not even gotten a time there, you know. So, so to actually win that rodeo three times and all around and stuff like that, it's just it, that that rodeo is just really stands out. But I like how you point out the difficulties of those that not want it and why that's so important now knowing with that being said is there anything any championship any rodeo out there that you didn't get that you're like man i wish i had or you were close to it is there anyone that that sticks out in your mind man it it does uh salinas i always wanted that buckle salinas california you know uh i lost it by one tenth of a second one of the last years that i'd competed there and uh made it made one of the best runs you can possibly make in a short go and uh uh chad johnson come right behind me and just beat me by one tenth of a second you know to, he had a little bit of a lead on me but um he come right there and, and needed to be a certain time and and i'm talking about just nailed it <laughs> and i lost that buckle and then that's that's just one that i always wanted you know and and uh and and never did get it What's amazing, and when you think about you're able to go back in your career, how many ever runs you've done, and there's just you can always remember that one, right? You've done probably thousands, I would imagine, and sure, just remember that one time. Like that's just the the beautiful part about uh, competing uh, in any sport, for that matter, is that shows like how how much of a kind of um, I don't know consummate champion you've been, and to know that there was certain ones that you didn't get, like it's not off the memory banks. That's right. I was reading about your rookie year. You know, you, you came out 94 blazing straight to the NFR, which, as I know now, that's not easy to do, definitely in your, in your event. In 1994, I bounced around with, you know, four or five different people to to get to the finals. You know, just started out with Roy Cooper and then, uh, uh, you know, Lana Mangold and Jim Bob Mays and, you know, Fred in there eventually somewhere. But, um you know, it was before we had access to so much social media and, and, and cell phones and all that good stuff, you know. I just can remember just rodeoing. I didn't know really what I was rodeoing for. I was just roping and, do, you know, doing the sport that I love. And uh, uh, 
we rock on there and it's early fall and I can remember one morning uh we we went into a western store and they had a sports news in there and and uh Lanham says oh my god I can't we've been going all these rodeos and doing all this stuff and 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 the rookie is 10th in the world <laughs> and it was it was the it was the greatest feeling because I really didn't even have a clue. You know what I mean? I was just I was just doing what I love and picking up checks and 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 going on to the next one. And you know, and I we we just rock on there and we get that sports news and I'm I'm tenth in the world. You know, so um, that was a that was a cool moment in in, in my rookie season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, to think that you're just grinding and you're a young dude loving what you're doing, not realizing that you're moving up the ranks and they're all paying attention to you. That's the scary moment for them. Yeah, you can't just pop on your phone and go, yeah, I'm I'm 10th this week, you know, 10th right now. And, you know, no down to the second, the way things are now, what what position you're in, you know. And, you know, here we, we're just kind of out there in the blind, just rodeoing our guts out, you know, and then being the top 10 in the world at that time was like, it was so meaningful, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, the rodeo sports news magazines where we used to have to wait to see when the rodeos were, how to enter, what your cutoff dates were and everything existed in one little magazine. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know, and then, and then you, you would be just rushing from town to town at times when, when you'd have rodeos closing and, and, and trying to get, trying to just race to the next pay phone, you know, to, to either get trades or, you know, calling people's mom and dad to get a hold of their son. And <laughs> it was just, it, it was times that I'll never forget. You know, I remember, you know, all the guys that I rodeoed with them first few years, you know, you go get on this phone, I'll go get on that phone and, and make sure you get through to here's your list. And here's my list. We got to get traded. And, you know, like I said, 90% of the time you're just talking to somebody's mom and dad, you know, well, he'll call you back. Well, well, he can't call me back, but I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll try back here in a little while, you know, <laughs> and, uh, oh. so just, just those memories of the, you know, the way times have changed since, since I started and then all the, the guys before me had to do the same thing, you know, you're listening to NFR extra with our guest pro rodeo hall of fame, cowboy Cody. Ole. let's take a quick break. NFR Extra follows Cowboys, talks to legends and country stars, and finds the stories that make up the season that leads to the annual showdown in December. Follow me, Nevada Caldwell, Ryland Bentley, and Steve Goder as we delve deep into the stories in and behind the road to gold. Listen to NFR Extra on Rural Radio, Channel 147, on Sirius XM, every Monday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, with a re-air Tuesday in the same time slot. NFR Extra, all dirt, all rodeo, all year. Hey, this is Ty Murray, nine-time world champion cowboy here on NFR Extra. Cody Ol here on NFR Extra. With each championship, on top of what you've done since then, right? Uh, those six gold buckles, a lot of memories for each one. Is there one that like that you remember that like it happened yesterday? Is there you know, it's gold? not like it happened yesterday, but it's just. The, the very first one will always be the you know mean the most is because you know all the blood and the sweat and the tears and you know not knowing if you'll ever win one you know 
and then to get that first one, you know, it's just it's just so rewarding. You know, it's just like, you know, you know, all my family out there with me every day, just grinding it out, grinding it out. You know, and then you get that first gold buckle, and it's just like, oh wow! I, I actually think I, you know, I put it on my belt. I think I actually ended up sleeping in that thing the first night. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? It's it's you know, all of them all of them had their own special story to them. But that that first gold buckle is 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 so rewarding. It's so you know, you know every every ounce of blood off your hands from practicing so much, and you know the the many miles of of junior rodeos to to get to that point and and to finally get it. It's it, it's unreal feeling. When you were that first year, because I couldn't find a lot of information on this, how was it with the competition where you were? I mean, like, did you have it wrapped up in like round five, or I mean, where where was it where you knew? No, no. Uh, in 1997, it, it was Fred Whitfield and I. We were battling out, and uh, you know, it, it come down it come down to the to the last night. You know, I, uh, he had won the average that year, and then. Um, uh, I once ended up winning second in the average, so that was good. Um, but just I just had to keep knocking on the, you know, keep put, getting a check in the round. You know, I didn't have to win big checks. I just needed to keep plucking away, you know. And uh, like I said, me winning second behind him in the average was what, you know, is what sealed the deal for me. You know, if I'd have, if I'd have been out of the average, then you know he would have he would have got him another world championship. But. Um, it was just pretty much down to him and I that in 1997 and then 1998, you know, I won the, I won the first five, won the first four, won the first four rounds, th- first three rounds. And then I won second in the fourth, second in the fourth round. And then that I had that 1998 world championship sealed up in the, in, in the fourth round that year. So that was, that was an awesome, awesome feeling right there. Now I know this may this is probably going to be a dumb question, but once you have that wrapped up and you've got multiple championships, probably experiences a couple more times. But do you still step on the gas, right? I mean, like you never want to pull off, but do you do you step on the gas even more so, knowing that you've won it? Like almost like you got oh. a twenty point lead and you just keep pounding, right? Yes, it, it, man, it just feel it fuels me. I, I just had so much fun from that point on. You know, I was still running at the barrier. I think I still, I know I won another round in there somewhere, you know. Uh, actually, it's the sev- it was the seventh go around I won. And then, you know, I placed in a couple of others and placed in the 10th round. And, it, you know, just, just, it was so much fun, you know, just to have that monkey off your back to, uh, you know, not stress at any other time. It was, you know, knew you had it won and, and, uh, and, same thing that happened to me in 2001 you know I just got out there and got hot and had the greatest year that I ever had and uh you know to to not compete in the in the 10th round and still win the calf rope and then the all around that's <laughs> with the competition that that's out there that's that is you know unheard of you know you know Trevor has done it you know numerous times after that but I don't know that anybody ever could have not competed before the, you know, before my time that not competed in the 10th round, still win two gold buckles. You were going against Fred at that time. And then comes Trevor, right? That's crazy, man. When you think about that transition from what you guys had going on in that run Trevor had, that's, 
That's amazing. You bet. I'm going to chime in here because I think technically speaking, that was before my time in 2001. How does that work? Not actually, did you back into the box round 10? How did that play out? No, I uh, actually blew my knee out in the ninth round. Um, and so they, they pretty much, you know, Tandy, you know, he gets to make the call, you know, far as, uh, competing and not competing. And, you know, he, he opted me out at, after round nine and I couldn't even, I just, I, I had an actual chance to lose the all around to Jesse Bell. If he was to win, you know, either a go around in the saddle bronc or went around in the bull riding. And so, you know, it's kind of a nail biter, you know, cause he was, he was riding good and, and, uh, and hot at the time. And, and, uh, so, you know, for me not to compete at all, it was, it was a pretty stressful evening. And then, you know, it just boiled down to, you know, him making that flawless ride, and, you know, and then the competition was, was really stiff. So, you know, uh, like I told Tandy, I said, you know, I just competed and finished that round, that run in, in round nine with a blown out knee. I said, I think, I think for, a, you know, with me just having to get a time, to place in the average, I, I think I honestly think I could beat the 45 second buzzer, you know. And he's like, "Oh no, we're, we're you're not competing." So, so were you so on I crutches? I was on crutches, crutches under the tunnel. Nine yards. Do what? On crutches under the tunnel, then just sitting waiting. Ooh. Just sitting there watching. That's all I could do. I couldn't even imagine. What a painfully good moment. <laughs> yeah, it was a painfully good moment. You're you're dead on. You know, I was you know, visiting with Trevor <clears throat> before the performance, and we, I got a lot of cool pictures and stuff, and that that mean a lot. You know, and just you know, great great world champions coming up to you, and and you know the things they say, and you know it just it just meant a lot. But but for me to have to sit stand there and watch that, and and, and remember all the miles and the, and the Charter planes Trevor and I took to to get to this point to to lose it in the tenth round because I got injured in the ninth. You know, it was just it was going to be a you know just a a knife in the gut. You know, you accredited Junior Rodeo earlier talking about your success. Where Junior Rodeo is at now for our industry is incredible. But what does it mean to you knowing that so many of these kids are looking up to you, going and watching those old videos? Uh, it's, it's awesome. You know, like, I mean, there wasn't a junior rodeo I didn't make growing up, you know, and, and my parents, you know, sacrificed so much to get me to all those. And then, uh, you know, I, I still to this day, there's, there's great ropers that are like 16, 17, 18 years old. They'll just send me videos of old stuff or even, even there towards the end of my career and just, you know, just hashtag goat, you know, or the greatest the greatest roper to ever pick up a rope or, you know, it's just, it's so meaningful. And they, you know, but I don't know if they get what it really means to me, you know, deep down when, when a, I'm not saying a little kid, I'm talking about kids that rope really good that are, I think they're going to go on and make an impact on the world of roping, you know, and those are the kids that send this kind of things to me and man, it just, it's so meaningful. I mean, it, it really is. This is NFR extra and our guest today, Cody Ole. December in Vegas. What does that mean? 
It's time for the Wrangler NFR and the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas, the ultimate shopping and entertainment experience. Catch live shows on the Ariat Rodeo Live Stage, the Yeti Junior World Finals, autograph sessions, and much more. Open daily with free admission at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Visit NFRExperience.com for details. The Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. It's all here. Hi, I'm Fred Whitfield, eight-time world champion, and this is NFR Extra. Cody Ohl is here on NFR Extra. You think about that whole injury, and it's from a pop culture or pop rodeo culture uh, moment, that you pulling yourself up, blowing out knees, I mean, that can, for a young cowboy growing up, and what does it take well, you don't need much to, you know, beyond that to know what it takes, right? And like what it's all about to get that gold buckle, that knee injury and what that means for now, because of social media, it's so easily shared, right? Whether it be a video or sure. that's some powerful stuff, man. I mean, you just connect. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that run will just, you know, it, it, it's like, it's over the top, you know, when people comment on my career, it's that it's that run. It's not my six world championships. It's that run that, that is just in, you know, stuck in their brain and stuck in their mind. And, you know, and, and it's a great feeling, you know, it's like, I, I see so many young athletes nowadays just not have that grit and that, you know, just what it takes to be one of the greatest, you know, and they just, they, they want to quit or there's even guys that make the finals that, you know, get down to their second loop. And it's just like, they don't even care. You know what I mean? It's like, they're just out there, you know? And it's like, it's so, you know, those runs mean so much to me. I mean, like, you know, I'd saw my leg off again to win a world championship, you know? And then like you watch some give up a world championship because it's just not, they're not willing to sacrifice everything. You know what I mean? And so the ones that are willing to do that are the ones that, you know, that I respect, you know. Joe Beave had on here, and he talks about the sacrifice you got to do to become a champion, right? There's a lot of things that you got to sacrifice, your time, your friendships at times, you know, you're just, your loves for just that, that, and that statement of I'd sell my leg off for a world, world championship. I mean, that just tells you what it takes, right? Like that, just that, that level of um, commitment. I, what is there? Sure. You know, like I, I can remember that night like it was yesterday. It was, I guess, just because <clears throat> we were in Vegas, you know, it was, I was dragging, you know, you know, behind that calf to, to get up, you know, try to get up on my feet and, and just get a time. So I stayed in the average and uh, I can just remember it's like a scoreboard with big old white lights around it, you know, going, you, you lost, you lost, you lost, you lost. And people think I'm crazy, and I'm saying I'm dead serious. That's what I was seeing in my in my eyes, you know, like it was just like flashing, you know. And I think that's what got me through the whole run because, you know, I was that that wasn't gonna overpower me, you know. That wasn't gonna be the reason I lost because I couldn't I couldn't compete on one leg, you know. And uh, just just crazy what actually went through my mind at that time who did you look up to for one my dad you know because he was just unreal just there every minute every second of every day just helping me to grind it out but as far as cowboys i mean i just i love 
the old guys. I love Dean Oliver. I love, you know, I love to watch Roy and, and, and I grew up watching Joe B and, you know, and then I actually got to, you know, Fred, he, he kind of, it seemed like he came on a little later in his, in his life, you know, like he wasn't just like bam right out of high school, you know, but I got to watch him at, you know, some amateur rodeos and jackpots and stuff, you know, to, to come down to him and I just for 10 years, just battled it out, battle it out, battle it out. You know, it's so amazing. Cause I, you know, I grew up watching, I grew up watching them all, but I grew up sitting, seeing him more compete than I did anybody else, you know, in, you know, in, in person. And then to get to, you know, what people don't realize is those, you know, five or six years of those 10, we actually rodeoed in the same truck together all year long, you know, and, 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 and match ropes at, you know, match ropes at San Angelo and, you know, just head to head thing every day for 10 years, you know, uh, that, that's just, that's just stuff that I'll never forget, you know, and, and, the, and the many miles we've spent together in the trust and the, in the driving and the, you know, the, thank God, no wrecks and, you know, having the greatest drivers in the world that we, we had with us at all times. So we, you know, we could get rest and be at the top of our game. You've been inducted to the pro rodeo hall of fame class of 2020. You rodeoed your whole life. There's miles. You just mentioned it. There's horses. I mean, I don't know how many you had throughout your career. There's so many things that go into making that moment happen. What did it mean to you? It's it's the greatest feeling in the world, and you know I was you know battling for actually you know first couple of weeks of what I had going on you know with the blood poison and stuff you know I you know I battled for my life you know not not only my health and my walking again and and all that I battled for my actual life you know and so it it boiled down to I, I knew there was no possible way you know that I that that I could make an appearance at the at you know, my own Hall of Fame speech and, and you know, the, the greatest moment and achievement of any world championship, you know. And so I had two or three people in mind. And, and uh, you know, when it came down to to nominating the people for the the Hall of Fame that year, it was Kinder Santos was still, you know, huge in, in the office at the PRCA and and all that good stuff and and so she had a she played a big role on on not getting me nominated and getting me you know getting me to be one of the inductees you know and so with the stories that she has wrote and the, the meaningful stories she's wrote about the past world champions world champions that have passed away and gone and and the current and you know I, I just I felt that there was no other person in this world that I would rather give my speech than Kendra Santos, you know, and to be able to hear what she said from her heart, it, it was, it was the most meaningful thing I've ever heard out of, out of the humans, you know, mouth about not only a, a, another person, but it was, she was talking about me, you know, and, and just unreal. And, uh, I, I can never, ever, ever thank her enough. What a, what an awesome human she is for stepping up, you know, getting flying there to do this, you know, to do this speech for me and to accept all my awards and, and, and all that good stuff, you know? Yeah. What a, what a year, man. <laughs> Seriously. Dude. It's been one, it's been one roller coaster ride, buddy. 
I know when that stuff was going down for you, I mean, on top of the entire universe, right, was upside down. What's cool is that we're here talking to you, you know, 2021 and just it's it's good to hear your voice and and you know hear you're 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 moving about i know you're still dealing with some some crazy stuff but man it's nice to have you know a good conversation you share this stuff and just adds more to the your your uh, legacy of what you've done in this industry sure you know i it was crazy you know to i mean i when we talked you know a couple of days ago I, you know i'm all about sharing all this stuff you know and then, yeah, yesterday they they stepped me up a lot in rehab yesterday and, and, uh, over what I've been doing. And it's just like, it almost made me, you know, you get those deep tissue massages and stuff and it just feels like it, you know, that they release so many toxins and stuff in your body you just almost feel worse. And, and that's what happened yesterday. And, you know, I felt bad all day and then I, I didn't sleep very good. And then I, I, I usually turn my ringer off on nights like that, you know, and, and I've just, I heard my phone vibrate and just, it's like I was just dreaming and I rolled over and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be doing a, an awesome interview this morning. And, and uh, anyway, I'm glad it all worked out that, that we can still pull this off and, and, and tell some of the cool stories, you know. NFR Extra with our guest, six-time world champion Cody O. We'll wrap up our conversation after the break. Looking for tickets to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo? StubHub is the official secondary and fan-to-fan site of the rodeo. Fans can buy and sell their tickets through a safe and secure online marketplace. Visit nfrexperience.com. The Yeti Junior World Final. He is back in Vegas. From December 2nd through 11th, the next generation of rodeo stars will compete at the Cowboy Channel Cowboy Christmas. Held daily inside the Wrangler Rodeo Arena. Visit nfrexperience.com for details. This is Shad Mayfield, two-time NFR qualifier and reigning world champion, and you are listening to NFR Extra. NFR Extra. With Cody O. This whole podcast is wrapped around, you know, 360 degree of the stories that, that, you know, that, that surround the rodeo industry. You know, one was yours. We definitely wanted to get on because as we've talked to other individuals, like t- the tough Hedemans of the world or uh, the Grounies, or I mean, like just the list of folks and the things that they've shared. The bigger thing is because the way this works and, and the digital media side, it becomes a library, right? It doesn't go away. And so. Right people get to discover this and hear Cody's voice and hear it straight from the horse's mouth. No pun, but um, just becomes powerful stuff. That's uh, it's, it's, it's a super joy, man, to have you on this show today. Well, I appreciate it. And you know, like I said, it, it means a lot to me. I mean, I like, I like to bring up those moments and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's the stuff that, that means the most to me. And it, you know, it, it just the stuff that drove me my whole career, you know, and, and to, you know, every time you talk about it, it's just like it, stays in your mind another couple of weeks you know it just it's cool moments and it's moments we'll never get back and and just so 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 many memories you know and so many miles people don't realize you know we're go from one rodeo one night and you know drive 12 14 16 hours to another one you know the, by the next night you know and just things they don't realize that we sacrifice for our families you know and, and put food on the table and and uh you know to raise a family and 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 juggle all that in in between you know your schedule it's uh it's a whirlwind 
I'm just glad, you know, I, I wish I could have got, got in there a couple of years with the, you know, the new added money. And, and I'm just proud that those guys are getting to compete for that kind of money. You know, I just, but at the same time, I want them to lay it all on the line. You know, we, we, we rope for, you know, almost half of what they're roping for. And, and, you know, we laid it on the line, you know, we saw a leg off. We would, we would do whatever it took to win, you know, that, that's just the same competitive edge that we wanted to see in, in, in these guys getting to compete for a lot more money. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And and you even when you think about other sports, right? You hear NBA guys, NFL guys, they say the same thing. You know that, that when they were competing, they weren't getting that all the all those dollars right coming to them, whether it be through sponsorship or just through straight up from their team paying them. And um, right, but that's that whole legacy part, right? That just keeps you you pass it to the next generation sure. and they get better. See all these old videos. You don't know, look at the football players, look at the rodeo cowboys that that did it for the love of the sport. You know, make make just enough to to break even at the end of the year, but just doing it because of the love, you know, and the and the drive and the and the adrenaline rush, you know, it's you know, not only did I love to win, I love to I love to entertain, you know, I love to to get the fans interacting, you know, when they played my song when I rode in a box, you know, I could feel the crowd energy just go all through my body, you know what I mean, and then. And so naturally, you know, I, I'm wanting them on the edge of their seats. I'm wanting them to, I'm wanting them to, you know, whatever their ticket costs, I'm, that one run out of all the runs of everybody that night, I'm wanting them to get every ounce of their money's worth. You know what I'm saying? And it's, that that was my goal every every night. I was needing to be a little safe. I just couldn't be that guy, you know. I wanted to blast the roof off that place every time I nodded my head. Man, when you hear that song, and the, the sweet part about now is, yeah, you have those highlights you can watch. And when you hear the you hear cowboy, I mean, it just it it hundred percent knows exactly what's next, right? And that's that's actually a good point. Yeah, that you yeah they know they knew what was coming. It was gonna be gonna be greatness, or it was gonna be dust. You know. <laughs> what would you okay knowing that, and man, the cowboy that you've been, and man, and you. I, from what I understand, you're a badass, right? Like just kind of how you operate in your in your life. What would you, if you had the opportunity, go go back to hell, we'll go back to '94. What would you tell young Cody Ole if you had to? I mean, what would you what would you tell that guy? You know that, that that's one thing that I respect about Trevor Brazil. Just since you brought that up, it was I'm not not the one the one thing. There's so many things. You know he's greatest he's you know he's won more than anybody will ever win bar none you know but he stayed in there and and i had a benefit roping for myself this weekend and uh marcus costa one-time world champion calf roper and match rope head-to-head shad mayfield and when it was over marcus was he said some of the most meaningful things that I've ever had a human being ever tell me in my entire life, you know, what it meant for him, for me to be in his corner, to be in his corner when he, when he flew over here and, you know, didn't know anybody, you know, Strand, you know, Smith's family was just, that was his life, you know, and then they supported him and, and, and guided him in so many great directions, but to have other fellow world champions to 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 tell him things and to suggest things and you know when he didn't have a clue what was going on over here you know 
um, for him to, to say those many unreal things. But what I told him when it was over, you know, I, uh, Shad had posted a Muhammad Ali clip the other day, and, you know, he says, while I can smack them in the face and, and, and not knock them down and, and do all these things, I will never stop doing it until I can't do it anymore, you know? And, 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 and some of the world championships I let get away were, were family, you know, like I was raising kids and, and, and that was the most meaningful thing in my entire life. So sometimes I would come home and miss two rodeos. Well, man, I would get home and, and enjoy my family so much. I would call my driver and I was just like, Hey man, just, just stay hooked where you're at. Just stay camped out, you know? And I, and I would miss a week or week and a half or two weeks at, at sometimes, you know, well, you know, that was, and sometimes that was in crucial times of rodeo and, and I need to be out there, but the most meaningful thing at that, at that time was my family, you know? And so, you know, I let a couple of world championships slip away, you know, you know, needing to be flaw, you know, 100% flawless at Vegas. And then, you know, have one little hiccup in there. Some, something would happen. Well then, you know, it would just right then I would be done, you know, with the world championship race. And, you know, like I told him, I said, man, get every single one of the gold buckles that you can get. You know, Trevor stayed hooked with, with family and, and, and juggling that. And, you know, I, I feel like I let, you know, at least five get away, you know. So you're talking going from a six-time world championship to 11-time world champion. You know, it's it's just crazy. You know, I uh, I just – I would tell that – tell these rookies now, you know, that – you know, and I, I – not the only rookies, you know, Shad and him, that's a, it's the second year. And I just told him, I said, man, that video was so cool. You posted the other day and it, you know, it inspired me. And that's why I messaged you back. I said, you keep getting every one of them until you can't get another one. And then, cause I'm telling you, buddy, when it's over, it, the party is over. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, all the, the, the adrenaline, the, the things that you, that drives you every day there, there are over as far as the competing world. And that, that's just the message that, you know, I would send to the, the young up and comers that, that have gold buckles, you know, in their future. Yeah. That's, that's a good message, man. You know, it's, uh, and to share kind of that, that, that run of how you balance out. And again, you went one route, right? There was times that you sacrificed things. And then the other time you sacrificed for your family, which just speaks louder than words, man, of, kind of the guy you are appreciate it man like i said it's it's always it always feels good to, to you know to to go back through the the archives of your own brain you know and, and 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 share it let people know how it all really went down you know well and not only that i mean when you again going back to the young listening to this you know let's just say a young guy that's probably 12 13 years old comes across this let's say in 2022 sometime and he's thinking about like stopping or whatever it is, wherever he's at in his roadblocks, right? Cause no matter kids or teen, you know, teenagers, adults, we all go through some, some tough times, but to hear this, all it would do is amplify motiv- motivation to keep going and get after it. And um, that's why it's cool, man, that we got to get you on here. Yeah. It's uh, we've come a long ways, man. And you, know, you got to think today, 
Rodeo seems like it's in a good place where it's able to share these stories. Nothing really goes unseen anymore. And thanks to the Cowboy Channel, you get to watch it come to like a more full circle. But you think about if a, a Cody Ole was around today. Oh my God, man! You would be a social media icon. <laughs> like, dude, dude, oh, awesome. I'd love, to, I would love to, <laughs> I would love for it to be right now, starting that nineteen ninety four year. I would, I would give anything. But it's, you know, it's, it's in the books. It's a uh, Cody Ole chapter as far as competing in the in the rodeo world is over. And uh, man, like I said, I, I wish these kids that are that are getting to compete and, and, and be on TV every night. I, I just, I hope they appreciate, you know, where the sport of rodeo is gone, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I appreciate all the ones ahead of me that paved the road. And, you know, I just hope them guys are, you know, I know they are because just like I said, to, to hear what those guys said about me personally to my face, you know, the, the Shad Mayfield, the Marcus Costas, the, you know, I know what I know what the sport means to them. You know, and, and then there's a lot of kids that are just out there just to be out there. But you know, it takes it take it takes the numbers to pull off these great rodeos. You know, so um, it takes the guys that will never make the finals. It takes the guys that are going to make the finals every year. You know, it, it takes it each one of these people to to pull off these great rodeos that that they're blessed to go to. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. This was great, man, and glad we got you. Oh, I hate to say it, but I'm glad we got you up, man, and got you on here. This is uh, this was a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. It's uh, my pleasure to to get to tell it all. Go back to healing or rehabbing, whatever you got going on today, man. And but thank you for your time yes, today. Sir. Fantastic. All right, you guys have a great day. You too. Me too. Okay. Bye-bye. Many thanks to Cody Ole for visiting us on NFR Extra. Want to experience more of NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a big five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe. NFR Extra. All dirt. All rodeo. All year. Gotta make it out to And the bulls and the browns And the ladies in the skin-tight wrangers And the cowboy hats